Thanks, Mel. Morning, everyone. Isn't it great to be in God's house, eh? Especially this time of year. I also just want to take this opportunity to, um, to welcome all the people from Teen Challenge. It's fantastic to see you all here. Well done, guys. Well done. Great to see you. And I'm also very privileged and very blessed that I've got my entire family sitting here. My son, daughter, my wife, and my grandkids. So, thank you. As some of you may be aware, my son Brad gave his testimony earlier this year as to how God came into his life. And so this is, I'm going to include what it's like to be a father and a parent during some really trying times and also my Christian journey. Just a bit of background. You can hear from the accent. I was born in Africa, raised in Rhodesia, a sun-drenched and sports-loving country, very much like Australia. My upbringing was slightly different to normal, where from the age of 13, I became father figure to my much younger siblings, as my mom had to support us and work all day. This was quite a challenge, particularly nappy changing, but resulted in a very close bond with them that exists to this day. Rhodesia, as it was then, was in the throes of a bush war, and in 1978, at the age of 17, I tested into the Rhodesian army until the war ended in 1980. I had some close shaves, including a gunshot injury, and lost some good mates during this period. Plus, I lost a very, very close family member. I attended a number of military funerals between the ages of 17 and 19, some as a pallbearer, which, as you can imagine, were very heart-wrenching occasions. In these unusual circumstances, as a young soldier, one had to mature pretty quickly and with many a brave front put on. Upon leaving the army in 1980, I became very involved in skydiving, a sport which I embraced with great passion for over 20 years. And I was fortunate enough to represent Zimbabwe, which used to be Rhodesia, at international level. I was very lucky during my skydiving days, uh, having had quite a few close calls, but I'd like to think that our guardian angel watching over me. And this I only realised much later on in my life. During this time, I met and married my beautiful wife, Debbie, and we were blessed with a son, Brad, and daughter, Ashley, who happily carted all over the region in support of my skydiving pursuits. We were what I would call a very close-knit family. My wife, a loving stay-at-home mum. I was involved in a successful business, and we often travelled overseas on holiday, apart from many times spent fishing and camping, pretty much things that you do here in Australia. In 2002, after the murder of someone very well known to us, we made the decision to migrate to Australia, subsequently moving to Perth with Brad and Ash, then aged eight and six. Our first four years in Australia were pretty difficult, having arrived here knowing only one person, and that was our migration agent. <laughs> Tough on him. I, I purchased a business which I kept for a mandatory four years, working up to 14 hours a day, six days a week, very demanding on our family and our quality of life. I often wondered if I'd done the right thing moving my family here. Upon gaining permanent residency in 2006, I sold the business and ventured into the recruitment world, sadly for me, where I've been ever since. During the time of transition into our new life, my wife was a pillar of support and my children overcame initial bullying at school, mainly due to their accent, and they did well academically. We attended church and it felt like we were the perfect happy family with a great circle of friends. Brad also excelled at all sports from an early age, particularly cricket and rugby union, as would be coming from Africa, but decided to concentrate on his first love and his passion, which was rugby, 
an outstanding loose forward. He was big and fast. I still vividly remember one of the tries he scored during a grand final, running from his own 22, beating over seven defenders. His try at that stage described by one of the commentators was poetry in motion. I was incredibly proud of his sporting achievements and I knew he would be going places with his rugby. When Brad was 16, our lives were turned upside down with Brad suffering a horrendous career-ending injury. This led to his deep depression and gradual involvement with drugs and associated activities over the next following years. It had a dramatic effect on our family and left me doubting my abilities as a father and feelings of great confusion as to how I'd raise my children. The adage, real men don't cry, became a non-entity. I wept in secret often. Frustrated, I could not assist Brad. Ashamed that as a grown man, I could not assist my young son. I used to hear my wife sobbing uncontrollably as we struggled to comprehend what had happened to Brad and our family. My caring daughter, was also terribly affected what happened to a much beloved older brother. At some time during this period, Brad moved out of home at our request. We saw him occasionally, mostly when he needed or begged for money. Already battling financially, we went into debt to help him, caught up in the vicious cycle of hoping that this would be the last time, but it never was. One of the hardest things was concealing my anguish and despair from work colleagues and friends, relying on avoidance and changing the subject when his name came up, trying to concentrate on my next client meeting, maintaining a jovial, positive facade. I often thought, how and why can this happen to a normal family? What have we done to deserve this? I hardly slept, expecting one day that the knock on the door would be a policeman telling us of Brad's passing. In October 2016, my wife received a desperate call from Brad late one night to say he wanted our help. We took him in and we were shocked at his skeletal, gaunt appearance, a shadow of his former self. We looked at various rehabilitation options, soon realizing that the West Australian system was woefully inadequate. My wife, thank the Lord, was then told of Teen Challenge by a close friend and after due process, Brad moved to Esperance to undertake the rehab program at the beginning of 2017. Long story short, we have our son back. The old Brad and the new Brad. I can stand here and honestly say, if it wasn't for that friend's referral regarding Teen Challenge, Brad would not be with us today. We would also not be at Grace Church as it was Brad who introduced us to this wonderful group of people and he is now himself a mentor at Teen Challenge, giving to others what God gave himself, a second chance at life. We have also been blessed, as I mentioned earlier, by two beautiful grandchildren with our lovely daughter, Ashley, who is raising them single-handedly, and I'm incredibly proud of her. I just want to take this occasion to say events such as these can happen to anyone, irrespective of your family history or background, where you come from, where you're going, how wealthy you are, how poor you are. I implore you, maintain your relationships and family values consistently with your children, even into adulthood, and look out for any warning signs. Don't ever take your family for granted, and as parents, take accountability when things go wrong and take appropriate action. 
My involvement with God was not previously that great. Apart from going to church as a youngster, I hardly ever went there, except for weddings and funerals. After the birth of Brad, Debbie, my wife, who was baptized as a teenager, encouraged us to attend church, which we did rather infrequently. It was only in Australia in 2005, after an altar call by a previous pastor at another local church, which David here will know, that the penny dropped for me. I realized, hey, I'm here by the grace of one man, and I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him, and I thank him for that to this day. I realized God had been watching over me all this time. We went to church fairly regularly after that, but during Brad's struggles, our attendance fell by the wayside as we struggled with what was happening to us. Last year, when Brad's life was turned around, he invited us to join him at Grace Church one Sunday. And I knew when I walked through that door that I'd find my Christian home and the family we have here. I've grown in my walk with God since then, culminating in being baptized very recently, completing my circle of faith, and I look forward to what lies ahead. In closing, I just ask every one of you to just take account of your lives. You need to understand that you are here by God's grace and God's grace alone. And I ask you just to consider three things. Embrace your family, embrace your church, and embrace God. He has got some incredibly fantastic things ahead for every single one of you, even though you don't know it yet. Thanks for listening and God bless.